3: You play ball
2: like a girl! The Fan.
3: Welcome into the Hot Corner Reverse Edition. Is that the name we should give it? Why not? Bizarro World. Bizarro World Hot Corner. Uh, Joe is out this week. Uh, Today is his son's birthday.
1: Medium Joe, shout out to Medium Joe. Happy birthday,
3: Medium Joe! He'll be back next week. Getting uh, biggy with it. We decided that we would do a flip-flop today. More like Patrick decided. Yes, last week on the show he went, Hey Mike, you want to do the one I'll produce? I was like, Okay. And then he texted me an hour before the show. You're you're hosting, right? I was like, Okay. <laughs> sure. Let's do that. And the best thing about it is that this is a
1: really easy show. I know. I just want to have some fun. I sit so much time these days in the producer chair that I get a little I get a little uh get a little fuzzy when I'm in that when I'm in that host chair. You get fuzzy? Yeah, a little fuzzy. Although Something really cool, Michael. I don't know if you know this. Two days ago, it was my seven-year anniversary of winning Hunt for the Host. Two days ago? Two days ago. I like how you have seven that
3: seven-year anniversary stuck in your head—that very specific day.
1: It's an A bomb from A. Happy
3: seven-year anniversary! Doing this stupid little baseball show. It's great. I love every it every Wednesday night, and fellas, females, children. Days. days listening at the moment. We have some very exciting news. Oh, yeah? Baseball's back. The home run stroker. Baseball is back.
4: Back, 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 back,
3: back, 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 back. Thank you, Chris Berman. It is back, 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 back. We left Wednesday night, defeated men. Felt really terrible. We felt really bad. You asked me if my percentage chance of the season fully being canceled was higher. It was than it was the week before. As was
1: mine. I was getting like doomsday over there. It was like really bad. real negative.
3: And then Thursday happened, and they came to a deal, just
1: kind of out of nowhere. Well, too. I mean,
3: they were meeting and they were having long meetings, and then all of a sudden it was like mid Thursday, and and all of a sudden they're like. This might get done today.
1: But if what as we were talking about last week, do you really think at the end of our show as we get th- get all our grievances out and we talk all the time, do you did you really think leaving the studio on Wednesday that midday Thursday baseball would be back? No. Me neither. Not in a thousand years.
3: I thought that best case scenario would be like June 1.
1: Yep, best case. Best case.
3: And worst case was losing the whole year and then all of a sudden it just switched And we got baseball back and it was one of those really strange days because for me, sports wise and in a selfish, selfish, personal way is I woke up and watched Syracuse almost beat Duke in the ACC tournament. Great game. Fantastic game. But my team lost. Then I watched Southampton get embarrassed in a loss to Newcastle.
1: That was a rough game um i watched that game as well michael it was uh, there was a ton to choose from and i was like you know what i'm, I'm gonna watch uh, my boy saints
3: yes and uh we've been very good this year except for the last two games where we lost to newcastle and watford for some reason james ward prowse one of the best free takers in the uh, world i think he is the best free kick taker in the world but uh and then after that the news broke that baseball was back and all of that personal self uh sports hate that i had that day and and disappointment completely washed away because baseball was back and we were starting almost on time, and I was riding on that high for like four days. And I, and I had, I had been, forgotten.
1: I'd forgotten about conference tournaments. Yep. I'd forgotten about basketball, which I was watching. I wasn't. I, I think I watched a uh, Champions League the day before. Yeah, on Wednesday, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to worry about baseball. Focus on all this other stuff." And bam, baseball's back. Baseball's back, and baby. For the next, like,
3: four days, I was, like, hope scrolling Twitter constantly, like, give me the news, give me the news, where's all the baseball news, and it was off to kind of a slow start. It, like, the first day, it didn't have any signings, and everyone was talking about how when baseball's back, it's going to be a landslide of signings and news. I
1: was following a ton of memes on uh, DePoto <laughs> yes. On just a photo, like secretly knew the lockout was going to end and already had 35 trades ready to go. <laughs> He'd already traded the entire roster to the rest of the league and then back to the Mariners overnight.
3: Yeah. So I was hope scrolling, hope scrolling. And then it was a lot slower than they all predicted, but this week has been a lot of fun.
1: Boy, it is insane. It's hard for me to keep up a little bit. Um, I kind of know everything and I was trying to jot some stuff down and all I know is that Cleveland has done nothing but potentially trade Jose Ramirez. That's all I got.
3: Which they won't. And the Yankees, which we'll talk about a little bit today as part of the moves, have done things that are not bad but aren't exactly what Yankee fans wanted. That's so,
4: improbable, but not
1: impossible.
3: I've been having a really strange time with the mental gymnastics I've been playing the last couple of days because they improved. They improved but they didn't get the players I wanted them to get. So we'll talk about that a little bit, but it's just been fun. I mean, players are signing. There's been big trades. I don't know what the Rockies are doing. I don't know why the Reds are blowing it up after almost making the playoffs last year.
1: Yeah, it's almost like there's a lot of like, wow, you're really going for it, looking at you, Toronto. Yeah, holy And cow. then there's a lot of like, whoa, Cincinnati. You decided what, you were done winning? What are you doing here, bud? Yeah, and, and, like, and, and Instagram messages from players who haven't signed saying they're basically not going back to their World Series champion teams. Yep. It's, 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 it's uh, one for the ages.
3: It is. And that'd be Freddie Freeman. And uh, we don't know where he's going yet.
1: Apparently he's not going to Atlanta. Well,
3: we knew once the Matt Olson trade happened, which again, we'll get to all of this. And this is going to be very difficult to choose the order to start with because there's been so many moves I'm almost inclined to go in order but that doesn't do it justice
1: like chronological yeah, order yeah like the
3: first signing was Carlos Rodon going to the Giants
1: big big pickup
3: that was the first signing but it it's actually like actually
1: was a decent pickup for it, the Giants
3: it is a nice pickup but like I, is are we really going to start there i don't know um it's just there's been so much i pulled up i've got i've got the list of every move made since the lockout ended march 11th the first day of the moves and I think this show is just gonna be us kind of flowing through them all. It's just baseball. And I'm so happy. And games start tomorrow. Whoa. Spring training.
1: I gotta pay tomorrow. for I gotta pay for my MLB TV. You canceled a little I, soon, huh? I, I I follow the Reddit crowd. And you know, when Reddit tells me to do something, I tend to follow it.
3: Yeah, I didn't I did not follow the Reddit crowd, and I got my email just three days ago that my subscription's been renewed. And I've got my app open.
1: They did it three days ago? Like... Because they were supposed to renew. Everybody was scared they were going to renew in like no,
3: mid-February. They sent an email out and said, due to the uncertainty of the season, we will not renew your subscription until we know what's going to happen. Damn it. That's what they sent out. Damn it. And then just a couple days ago, they did the renew. I think it was like March 12th or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, they knew the, they knew what was happening. They weren't going to charge you for for no season.
1: Baseball got me again. That well, damn Manfred. Well, Reddit got you again. <clears throat> but Reddit never does that.
3: Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> Reddit doesn't. Yeah,
1: people can
3: kiss my ass. Reddit doesn't la- latch on to people and latch on to things and then make people do things that they regret immediately after.
1: Hey, it's the real internet, Michael.
3: Tomorrow, there is an MLB TV free game of the day: Twins and Red Sox, 10 a.m. So you want spring training and baseball? Red Sox. Yep.
1: Yeah, I'll watch Twins and Red Actually, Sox. there's
3: three free games of the day tomorrow. 10 a.m., Twins, Red Sox, 1 o'clock, White Sox, Cubs, and 1 o'clock, the other White Sox, Cubs. Oh, they're doing a split squad.
1: Okay, I was like, I was like, I what? was like,
3: why are these both here? Um, yeah, so there's games tomorrow, guys. You can watch spring training baseball tomorrow.
1: Wow. Baseball tomorrow, huh? You going to do it? Uh, I think there's something else on television I'm going to watch instead. You know, I've never been a big spring training watch guy. Every once in a while, if there's like a big pitcher, especially a big pitcher that goes to a new team, sometimes I'm curious, like, oh, are you working on the curve? Are you working on the slider? You know, are you just getting innings? Sometimes I'll tune into that. Uh, I don't watch a ton of spring training. I'd love to go see it live, but I don't watch a ton of spring training on on, on television.
3: I have a tradition every year where I, I will watch the first televised slash MLB TV'd spring training game because it just signals that baseball has returned. So I will
1: tomorrow. It's like your party day.
3: Well, the problem is, is tomorrow is the
1: tournament. Yep. And that starts at 9 a.m. Yeah, right so early.
3: Maybe I'll throw it on my phone, second screen it or something like that. But that's I do usually, not have
1: free screens tomorrow. Usually that is my tradition.
3: And I'll watch a couple of the Yankees preseason games just to see what they're doing. But generally speaking, I don't really watch it.
1: But yeah, I'll probably watch Biebs first start. Just to see how that's going. I might check in on that team up north, though. I'm curious. We also have a fantasy baseball draft on Sunday. Holy goodness. (laughs) Keepers due by Friday. Oh, keepers due by Friday. Thank you for telling me that because I would have totally forgotten. I have Matt Chapman. So, And you're going to keep him? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to keep him. He only
3: hit like 201 last year. And maybe
1: the most loaded offense in baseball. Yeah,
3: it might be. Yeah, it's scary. Um yeah, just a reminder because I saw that I was like, oh crap, there's a, a draft, draft on Sunday already. Is oh that, my god. Is that the big one or it's is that our one. local
1: yahoo's? It's the big one. Okay.
3: It's the it's coming up Sunday, so be be prepared as uh you got to pick your keepers. I'm keeping Shane Bieber.
1: You should. Yes. Shane Bieber's top 5 pitcher in Major League Baseball. I decided and I know he gets I've, paid 1.2 a year. It's
3: I've great. Been, I've been talking to you about my choice for this because there's my sixth option has been tough. I've decided that Max Fried is my sixth keeper.
1: Do not keep Marcel Ozuna. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I don't have him. Don't do that. You, I don't have him either anymore. After you kept him last Actually, year. Actually, he was my first pick. Yes. I'd like the third overall pick, and I was like, you, Darvish, or Marcelo Zuna? I was like, I'm going Marcelo Zuna.
3: Well, neither would have been great for you, but at least you, Darvish, played most of the time. At year. least one guy played. Yeah. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We will begin the show with your Seattle Mariners. Ooh, sexy. Who made a surprising trade. For guys that they were not tied to at all and got better boy it's a little money ball up there huh it's a little a little money ball ball. a little money ball up there and uh, we'll get to that next we'll begin there and then we will literally just ride the wave of signings and trades throughout the rest of the show do you have story
1: time today nah man we got too much
3: to get to all right we don't have story time today uh we don't have fair foul today because joe is out so we will just literally talk baseball for the next hour and 45 minutes and neither of us could be happier about it. These these
1: shows of lockout baseball shows were terrible. Brutal. The one 2 weeks ago is some of the worst radio I've done in 7 years. <laughs> and
3: then I did two in a row by myself, you jerk.
1: Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Hey, I'm paying it back. I'm on the ones and twos that you are. I'm doing the heavy lifting today, sort of. <laughs> I know it's actually really easy. It's actually way easier to be in there doing that because <laughs> you're just responding to me.
3: <laughs> um, we'll begin. With the Mariners making a trade with the Reds, a risky trade, high risk, high reward, but I like it. That's next. This is the Hot Corner on Tenure of the Fan.
0: What if we did everything the old-fashioned way?
3: So, what do you want to do tonight?
0: Let's be C R and chill.
1: Well, that's how things work with home selling. So, we at Open Door invented a new way to sell your home—one without the hassles and hurdles of listings, showings, and unknowns. Just go to OpenDoor.com, and enter your address, and tell us a little about your home, and Open Door will make you an offer in minutes. So you're home the new fashion way. Get your free offer at opendoor.com slash myoffer. Opendoor is represented by Opendoor Brokerage Brokeraging. License 0206-1130 in California and Opendoor Brokerage LLC in its other markets.
4: I'm George McCoy with Warren Allen Attorneys at Law. As you return to your commute, you're going to... Why?
0: Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? ...a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours.
4: Why? Why?
0: Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion
4: selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business
1: This is The Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Forgive me as I don't know Joe's buttons.
3: (laughs) Welcome back to The Hot Corner. But bring me the higher love. Bring you the higher love instead of welcome back to The Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Whoops. On 1080 The Fan.
1: Maybe I should go back to the host chair.
3: (laughs) How do you pronounce the guy the Raiders traded, Patrick?
1: Ooh, let's give this a shot. You even told me. Um... Chandler Jones got it no they signed Chandler Jones Yannick Ngakwe
3: B- okay great is that good enough yes okay. uh, the last name was per- it's Yannick but yeah I mean that was a great Yannick last name.
1: Ngakwe perfect okay and Rock Yasin yes I've never heard of that dude it's a great name though Rock Yasin his That's first name is name. Rock and he's a corner <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like and they traded the Colts for a corner <laughs>
3: <laughs> well no, you didn't even get to that far. You said, and the Raiders traded Yannick. I can't say that. Okay. I'm not going to say that name. And the story is over. <laughs> and Julio Jones. Uh, Patrick's using my update, by the way. Yeah. Bravo reading my handwriting. I'm very happy I wrote it a little bit neater for myself today. Normally, I just chick- chicken scratch the S out of that.
1: Yeah, your bills look like bucks. <laughs> even though I knew Von Miller signed with the bills because I talked about it a couple hours didn't ago. Didn't I just write B-U-F like buff? No, it says bills, B-I-L-L-S. But- oh, okay. The I and the C, and the I and the L in Bills at the beginning looks like a U to me. And then okay. CS. So it looks like Bucks. I
3: try, I, I didn't even know you were going to use the update. And I, I just wrote neater for myself. So I'm just happy I did. Oh, looks if great. you picked that up and we're like,
1: uh, that would have been probably more relevant to what normally happens. They also signed tight end. Oh, that's OJ Howard. Yes. It looks like O upward to the left. Hawk.
3: <laughs> maybe i got a little little chicken scratchy uh <laughs> hey, on if, you,
1: if you can read it baby you can read
3: it oh uh, you should see what i can read i can go full chicken scratch and I, i'll know what, exactly what it is that i wrote. yeah
1: being a server for a long time in the industry like you never want hey let me i'll borrow your pad and put it in for somebody don't do that no man. like i got <laughs> circles like, i got circles and arrows that means thing only to me yep. somebody's like do not put onions i'm allergic and i'm like check
3: so for you, checkmark is no onions?
1: Yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I know That's that your is. shorthand? Yeah, yeah.
3: That's awesome. I w- How do you create that system?
1: It's just your own brain, man.
3: But like, you I gotta imagine be when you start, you write everything out. When you
1: start, you fail a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, you write too, too much and you, you miss things? Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, I would like a turkey sandwich, no onions. And you're like, turkey sandwich, no onions. And then,
3: meanwhile, the other person's like, already said their order. like, just
1: standing there waiting, or they're keep going. You have no, and you're like, "Excuse me, can you say that again? I'm an idiot." So then you're just like, "Turk, no o, arrow." What is arrow? I don't know. I don't, I'd have to look at it again. Someone's like, "Can I get a is rant?
3: arrow like the ta- the spot at the table they're at?"
1: I don't know, dude. Someone's like, Turk, "It's your short." He's like turkey sandwich, no onions, with fries and a side of ranch, and I'm like, "Turk, no o, arrow r, circle." <laughs> <laughs> Got it. And guess what? They get a turkey sandwich with no onions, fries, fries with and ranch. a side of ranch.
3: Hell yeah.
1: Comes out every time, baby. So let's begin our trip down the river
3: of MLB's off season after the lockout. Bring with, me
2: a
1: higher love. With, with
3: your Seattle Mariners. Oh, man. Feel the heat, dude. They were tied with Chris Bryant. They were tied with Trevor Story. He's still out there, by the way. I can't believe they didn't get Chris Bryant. Um, wait till you find out who did get Chris Bryant. And then you'll say, I can't believe hey, they got Chris Bryant it's like, either.
1: Doesn't matter. Chris Bryant doesn't exist anymore.
3: <laughs> Chris Bryant likes a lot of money from a team. That's never going to win. Um, what they did instead was make a trade, which is very Jerry DePoto, very DePoto. And boy, if they didn't win this trade, just purely based on the players they sent and received, they traded away. Justin Dunn pitcher, young guy, Maybe has some potential, but
1: hasn't really shown too much yet. John has spoke highly of him, but definitely highly down the depth chart. Uh,
3: They traded Jake Fraley, who outside of his flowing locks and clutch hits is pretty terrible. Yep. Uh, They traded. What? Looks great. Yeah. They traded a minor leaguer uh, pitcher, Brandon Williamson. That's uh, John told me that's the big name in the deal. He is a like top 10 prospect in the Mariners system. And then a player to be named later to Cincinnati, who began their sell off with this really. For outfielder Jesse Winker and third baseman Eugenio Suarez,
1: it is that it is the most. I think if I think if Seattle wasn't kind of tucked away and kind of in baseball no man's land, although they did get a lot of eyeballs on them last year as they made a push towards the wild card. I mean the mat, the 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 Oakland A's fire sale is definitely something of interest, but Jesse Winker, who I know is on your fantasy team, Mike and you are a I am not keeping him though. But you are a large Jesse Winker fan. Yes. Um when I saw this, it not only was it something out of left field, but to me it was kind of like, "Oh. Oh. This is the kind of player that might w- among some other pieces might put the Mariners over the edge, and they needed a third baseman. And Seager retired and Seager Although he hit home, more home runs last year than he had in his entire career, wasn't that great as an on as like a, a batting average on base percentage? Yeah. Suarez had his struggles at the beginning of last year but really turned it on at the end. He can't be worse than Kyle Seager in that spot. Well, Your home runs that you're missing from Seager I think have been filled in. But as far as Suarez goes, you can't be worse than Seager. Although he's a thir- he's a gold glove third baseman.
3: So this trade brings a lot of risk and a lot of reward. I think Mariner fans look at this and say it's a huge win and it's, it's, you got two good players. It is a huge win, but here's where I'm going to poop on your parade. Slightly. You didn't trade Julio. No, you didn't trade nearly anyone of consequence for this. So it's, it's, it's not risk in terms of who you gave away. It's just risk and who you acquired. Jesse Winker has had one great year and it was last year. Jesse Winker doesn't play against lefties. Because he can't hit lefties. He is a lefty himself. He platooned a large amount last year and also kind of, as a fantasy owner of him, faded pretty drastically down the stretch from his like, he was hitting like 330 for the first three or four months of the season. He wound up hitting, I think, like 305 or 297 or something because he really kind of fell down a bit. The risk here is you got Jesse Winker, who had a breakout year last year in the most hitter friendly park in the MLB which is Cincinnati. Well, it's so Safeco. I mean, T-Mobile. Very um, hitter-friendly. I mean, they've moved the fences in a little bit. <laughs> just a touch. You have risk there. Uh, he's a cool personality. He's a top of the lineup guy if you want to put him there. He's also a middle of the right about if you want to put him there. And then for Suarez, Suarez is a career, like, 220 hitter who just rakes bombs. He's going to strike out a bajillion times, and he's going to hit, like, 39 home runs for you. So what you got was basically your Kyle Seeger replacement who hits more home runs. That's what I'm talking about, man. So that's good, but the risk is that he hits 180 and, and hurts you in a lot of situations as well. Now, the positive side of it is that if you get Jesse Winker to play anywhere close to how he did last year, you have an around 300 hitter who can hit 30 home runs, although that's going to lower in Seattle. Maybe hit 25 homers, 95, 100 RBIs, and you have a, a Suarez who's going to hit, if he does well, he played really well at the end of last year, maybe hit 240 and give you uh, give you power. It makes you better immediately, but it's not without
1: risk I, I I agree I think I think there's something around now this went down before the A's fire sale so I I do know that so I don't want to sound ignorant in this. but Depoto had to know that the A's are about to fire sale and the angels are doing angels things, which is nothing. And the Astros, there's a lot of uncertainty down there. We don't know if Correa is going to stay there. And I think Topoto looks at Winker, this Winker trade, as the chance to win the division, a very winnable division right now, without dumping the money into a Chris Bryant or a or Trevor dumping Story, the
3: prospects into or, a Matt Olson.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so I think that there may be. That's why I called it Moneyball. I think there's a very decent chance that DePoto looks at this and says, we're going to get to the playoffs. And when it comes trade deadline, that's when I'll go get somebody. That's what I think. I, I, think, think the- I think these are really solid moves. I think if you're a Mariner fan, you should be happy with them. I don't even want to say you should be cautiously optimistic. I think you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, we almost made the playoffs last year. We're better now. And we basically have the same roster. Guys are healthy. Kyle Lewis is going to come back. They're going to take their time on Kyle Lewis because they can now. Julio's probably coming up. Maybe even day one, they'll probably manipulate his service time, but you know what I mean? I think DePoto looks in the mirror and says, we're going to win this division. Let's not cash it all in now. I haven't seen next year's free agent crop. Maybe he's looked at that and said, Chris Bryant might be too pricey, but there might be somebody a little less than him next year that we can do.
3: Apparently he was too pricey because the Rockies paid him a boatload. Um, I would. Here is the projected lineup for your Mariners. And I don't think it's 15 positions. I don't think it's looking towards next year. I think the Mariners are looking towards Rodriguez coming up. Yep. And having Kelnick play a good season. And Rodriguez looks
1: great from all things I've heard.
3: I think they're waiting for that more than the next big free agent. But right now, how things stand. This is what their lineup, according to our friends at roster resource would be leading off at second would
1: be Adam Frazier, who they acquired prior to the lockout. And we all forget about that. And Adam Frazier was the only good player on the pirates who got sent to the Padres and did all right. Cause they thought he was going to be that push, but injuries and they faded and they fired their coach and blah, 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 blah.
3: Second, you got Mitch Hanniger. Playing right. Love it. Third, you slot in Jesse Winker playing left. Fourth, Ty France. First base. Remember how good of a year he had last year. Fifth, Jared Kelnick. Center field.
1: Six, which will th- take Which will take some pressure off him hitting in the fifth spot.
3: And not having to be the man. Yep. Uh, fifth or sixth, Eugenio Suarez at third. Uh, also maybe splitting time with Abraham Toro there as well, depending on matchups.
1: They'll bounce Toro around the midf- the infield.
3: Uh, JP Crawford batting seventh at short. Tom Murphy catcher at eight. And then they have Toro as the DH. I've also seen Kyle Lewis might be used as a DH to kind of get him back in.
1: They definitely want to take their time with Kyle Lewis. They have outfield depth. This is, this is the route they want to go.
3: And don't forget. They also have uh Cal Raleigh, the young catcher who may wind up splitting with Tom Murphy because they want to get him some time. That lineup is now quite formidable. Again, there is risk all up and down that lineup. I would say, I mean, Fra- Frazier's over 30. So maybe he see- sees a decline. Hannergrove was fantastic last year, but can Loved he do it. it again?
1: Can he stay healthy too?
3: I already talked about Winker and Suarez. Mm-hmm. France, so far, we've seen him do it once. Can he do it again? Yep. Uh, Kelnick, we saw pretty much a failure last year in his first year up, although he did get better in, in September. The chances
1: are there, though. He's supposed to be good. Yeah.
3: And I mean, so that's the top six of your lineup. There's risk involved with all of them, but right now, that is a scary team to have to face if you're any team in the AL and especially in the AL
1: West. And I think that's what it is. I, you know, I I look around. And don't forget
3: they added Robbie Ray.
1: Yeah. The, also high
3: you, risk, but high reward.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's what a lot of it is. You look around the American League, and no one is really that scary right now. The White Sox are the, the uh, growing bud that, that we saw. The Blue Jays are terrifying. Well, the Blue Jays now are terrifying. But before that, you look around, the Rays are kind of doing the Rays things. They'll be good. We'll see how good they are. But they haven't added anything. The Yanks are kind of hanging out. We'll get to that later. The Red Sox haven't done have done squadouche, and they've been tied to everybody. And if you tell me that, oh, Chris Sale's healthy, okay, he's not. Yeah, I don't Did care you about see he that. Got hurt? Yeah, and uh, and like I said, the Astros are are a big unknown. The Angels have done nothing. The Twins got Sonny Gray as part of that fire sale. Okay, cool. Gary I think,
3: Sanchez re- revitalization in Minnesota. Yeah,
1: I think those are great, but that's real big, high risk there. Um, Cleveland's not very good. The Angels aren't very good. Don't forget the Rays. The, I, I know the Rays are going to do Rays things, and we'll see the Rays come the All-Star break. That's when we'll know if this is one of those Rays teams or not. If they sign Freddie Freeman, how about that? They they won't. Uh, I think he goes to Toronto, but that's something else. Um, I think the American League is open, and I think DePoto sees that. And I think if you're a Mariner fan, the only thing you need is you need a starting pitcher, but they don't really exist right now. So maybe the Mets suck and you can go get Scherzer. I don't know.
3: Starting pitching is weird. There are a bunch of teams that have been looking for starting pitching, and the options out there have there's, been pretty unsexy.
1: Greinke went back to the Royals. I thought and Rodon
3: was a great option. He <clears throat> went to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, it's
1: all trades. Yeah, Greinke's an innings eater at this hey, point. The A's are selling Manaya and Montas. I don't think they'll trade him to the Mariners, and I think they'll cost too much. Maybe. Yeah. They're getting hauls for their guys. That is true. Well, there you go. The Mariners' big move so far has been
3: acquiring Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez, which is a very fun name to say. I used to think it was Eugenio Suarez until I heard it correctly. Eugenio has Eugenio. Five syllables. Eugenio, yes! It has five syllables for a seven-letter name. That's amazing. I love that. It's great. Eugenio Suarez. I'm into it, too. They get Winker and Suarez to improve the lineup, and we'll see what else they can do because, you know, DePoto is always on the phone. You know, we've mentioned them a couple times. Let's discuss the Toronto Blue Jays and what they've done so far and maybe lead that into a little bit of the AL East and the behemoth it may be this year based on the moves we've seen and based on the teams that are in there. We'll get to that next. First, Patrick has sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Now, I know that wasn't intentional because I pre-built all the rotators in there for you, but uh, here it is. The accidental rejoin liner is now the bump music. Stevie Winwood, man. Man's a legend. Welcome back into the Hot Corner Bizarro Edition. Patrick's behind the board today. I'm uh, in the one chair as Joe is out for Medium
1: Joe's birthday. I like the texture. Uh, 503-250-1080 Five zero three two five zero ten eighty. 1080 that called a switch hitting today yes sometimes people use that for other things but uh today uh we are you can s-
3: use it for many things. as
1: as co-hosts we are switch hitting yes today.
3: and i do appreciate not having to podcast which is very nice
1: i know thank you for saying that because i've already forgotten to do that and i will do that in the next commercial <laughs> break where's the podcast mike i know i haven't seen it on the text message yet so we're good and if they ask me, where's the podcast, mic, I'm going to respond with, sorry, getting to it now, signed Mike Lynch.
3: Oh, well, okay. That's nice of you. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got you back. It's not like a negative or anything. Just is. looking out for you. Hey, I, you wouldn't, I wouldn't sign Mike Lynch. I do dash dash Lynch. That's my sign off. <laughs> so Toronto the, team, Toronto, the team of note thus far in the off season. Wow. Interestingly enough, if you wow. actually look at it, they haven't done a ton, but their lineup was already so good that you everyone's like, look at this team, and I'm like, wait, they only signed one hitter.
1: They did lose or a Cy Young pitcher. Don't that forget they that. Did. They that did they lose did. a Cy Young pitcher. Whether you're okay with that as a Blue Jays fan or not, uh, I think that is up for debate, as we mentioned earlier in the Mariners po- spot, that
3: Robbie is a little high-risk, high-reward. He is. Uh, so the big move came today. They traded for A's third baseman, Matt Chapman, for four prospects. Uh, I don't know who they are, but I did read that most of them are pretty highly
1: regarded. And I didn't know this. With, with all the kids in the bigs now, their farm system was actually really stacked. Well, it's not as stacked anymore. Yes. They went and got They're Matt Chapman. They clearly going for it.
3: Now, Matt Chapman is an interesting case. T-10 because a platinum glove. Last year, Matt Chapman was horrifically bad. Hitting-wise, he's an elite fielder, and he will always be an elite fielder until he slows
1: down. Maybe one of the best fielders, if not the best fielder in the game.
3: Potentially. Um, But last year, hitting-wise, he was, frankly, dreadful. He was hitting like two ten. He didn't hit for a lot of power. He was off and on the IL. And it was a really down year for a guy who had made a name for himself as being a two-way player, both a great fielder and a great hitter. So I I suppose there is risk with this one as well, more so than the other A who was traded, and we'll get to that as well, to Atlanta. Much less risk in that move. But now, the lineup for the Blue Jays is George Springer, Bo Bichette, Vladdy Jr., Teoscar Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Matt Chapman, Randall Gritchick, Kevin Biggio, and Danny Jansen at
1: catcher. Did you forget they had George Springer? I did. I did as well
3: because he was hurt for most of last year and didn't play that well when he was playing. The blue Jays are terrifying and <clears throat> especially in the lineup. They're doing the right thing though, because they are in a division with a team who right now is perennially the best team in the American league. And that's Tampa. They're in the division with two big money spenders, usually in the Yankees and the blue J- or in, and the red Sox. Although neither has really splashed the cash yet this off season They know what they need to compete in this division and they know how close they are. They know they just missed the playoffs by a game or two last year, still had over 90 wins and they still finished in fourth in their division with over 90 wins. They knew they needed to do a couple more tweaks to get them over that hump. And I think they've tried. I don't know if they've, if they've succeeded, but with another year under the belt of some of the young guys in their lineup, Bo Bichette at 24, Vladdy Jr. at 23, um, Kevin Biggio at 26, some of the younger guys you know, get more experience, get better. I think this is clearly the best lineup in all of baseball.
1: I think what's really interesting about this team is, yes, the lineup is there. And I think you're right as well. I, I do think it is the most prolific, prolific offenses that, that's going on right now. I think they shored up – I think – the biggest thing that Matt Chapman is going to give them is the defensive aspect because when Vladdy was playing third, he's not trash, but he's not amazing by any means. Yeah, Bo Bichette is inconsistent at short. Exactly. So this kind of shores up a little bit of defense. Obviously, when healthy Springer is a fantastic center fielder to have. What's more interesting about this team, and I'm going to jump the gun on this, is the first person to report this Matt Chapman deal was Carlos Baegra. Bayerga. Bayerga. Excuse me. I can never say it, even though he played second for my Indians for a long time. Carlos Bayerga broke this news. He also has this in line that nobody's listening. He has gone on the record and said the Blue Jays will sign Freddie Freeman. Mm. And if they sign Freddie Freeman, moves Vlad to the DH, it's over. Not Not like World Series, but you have the best lineup in baseball. Yeah. Without a doubt.
3: Boy, I really want Freddie Freeman to sign with the Dodgers so he's not in the Yankees division. But uh if that if, if nobody ever,
1: wants Freddie Freeman to sign with the Dodgers, Mike, not even you. Oh Take I do. your Yankee hat off. No, I do. No, that is a terrible put him in the terrible idea. I don't care. That is a terrible idea, Mike. We hate the Dodgers. We don't like this. You don't want that. I don't, I don't mean to jump the gun. I don't hate the Dodgers. But I think it is clear that there is something about that Toronto team, whether it's management, upper management the players recruiting, the culture, the, the city, whatever's going on, there's something clear to the rest of the league that Toronto is now a place you want to play. What's interesting, as a slight aside, is
3: that Toronto is going to have a huge advantage for their home games because visiting teams that have unvaccinated players will not be allowed to use those players or they won't even be with the team in Toronto based on the Canadian or the Ontario rules at this point.
1: Yeah, I'm not worried about that. If 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 you're still going to if if you're still going down this path, come on guys, just just figure it out.
3: Well, I mean, the point is is that baseball is actually of all the sports one of the least vaccinated sports. Um if Toronto doesn't change that rule, that's going to be a massive advantage for the Blue Jays at home
1: and they won't Looking at you, New York, as well. They're not going to change either of that.
3: Well, New York, I'm not so certain, but um, that's a whole other thing. The, the Yankees and Mets will not have their unvaccinated players available to play at home games. So, and the Mets, from what I saw, are 50% unvaxxed. 50% unvaxed. That's wild. And the Yankees are mostly vaxxed, but Aaron Judge is likely not.
1: Hey, 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 I'm working on spring training. And we'll get to that, we'll when, get we to get, that when we get to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But out of all the
3: reports, He is not vaccinated, so he may get vaccinated because of this, but I guess we'll see. It's a little weird because it's an outdoor sport. Like, I get it, I guess, for the indoor stuff, but it's a little weird for the outdoor sport. But whatever, I digress. We don't need to get down this road. The other side of the Blue Jays that's interesting is that they have added pitchers to attempt to shore up their starting staff. Their bullpen is still a massive question mark, in my opinion. They're going into this according to... Roster resource with their closer as Jordan Romano, who was quite good last year. Surprise guy who came out of nowhere. But, I mean, the guys they have in their bullpen are are not names you'd be super excited about. They did sign uh, Yimi Garcia, the former Marlin who got traded to the Astros last year, mm-hmm. who was decent. But generally, their bullpen's pretty up and down, although Merriweather was really good last year for them as well. But for the staff, losing Robbie Ray, and they didn't have a hu- great back into their staff. They signed again, Risk, Kevin Gossman.
1: Who was a big Cy Young candidate last year. And Yusei Kakuchi And the who's,
3: who's an innings guy and
1: if he's your number three, your number four, not bad. And they re-signed Barrios to a long term deal, which is huge. There you go. And if he and if he has the year he should have, then that in theory should replace your Barrios, should replace your Robbie Wright.
3: So their staff right now is Barrios, Gossman, Ryu, Manoa, who, if you have not seen pitch, is amazing. Yes. Uh, He's only 24. His slider is disgusting. And Kikuchi. I'm not sold that Kikuchi and Gossman moving to the AL East is going to be good for them. I also am well. Uh, We've seen Ryu pitch fine. Uh, Barrios was not as electric against the AL East, but was still very good. And then I think Manoa is the best pitcher on this team. Wow. I don't even think it's – it. I know it's going to be you're a big debate. Jose guy. I am, but I think Manoa this year will turn out to be the number one starter
1: on that team. Dude is filthy. So if these guys – if Gossman can come to play decently and Berrios comes to play decently, you can make – you don't need offense. You can trade that bull – you can get that bullpen. We see it every year. It's yep. all available at the deadline. Yep. You can find guys. I saw all this stuff. It's like the Rockies get this middle-of-the-road reliever and the the Nationals re sign fan favorite Sean Doolittle. And you're like, cool, they're not going to be any good. So you're telling me that guy's available in six months. Got it. Let's take a break.
3: Coming up to wrap up the hour, we'll get to what the Yankees did and what the Red Sox and Rays have yet to do so far. There's also some trade rumors around Tampa with some of the big-name players that they acquired in another big trade a couple of years ago. Uh, We'll get to that to wrap up that division next, and then we will get to some of the unsigned players because there's still some top guys left out there, including Mr. Freeman, who we've mentioned. That's all still to come here on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. A new man to lead. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Still the other button, Patrick.
1: (laughs) everybody color codes things differently and Joe is definitely his own beast <laughs> I'm like black that's that's it that's the rejoiner
3: they're both there in the same color right
1: nope they're different colors oh uh,
3: okay what's his rejoiner
1: uh, blue
3: oh the regular blue
1: yeah oh okay and his bumper is black and it's right there like why do you, why does he have a key for it I don't
3: know because you gotta you gotta do you take- have a bumper key? No. Yeah. See. But Joe needs to put the bumpers in every show, so there's got to be a place for him to click it easily. Why does he have to put the bumpers in every show? Because the show's not built out.
1: Do you know that's an email to Swigard? You know that. I do know that (laughs) because I've done done it for you. (laughs) I've done it for you. I don't know. It I've done it for prime
3: time, man. Seven years of hard work, Mike. It, it doesn't bother me, so I don't worry about it.
1: You guys are silly. It's you just an always, easy like you guys two, are always working harder. Two seconds to click. You guys are always working harder.
3: <laughs> Hell yeah. Hard work <laughs> makes the dream work. Or something. Rest of the AL East, uh Red Sox have been tied to a lot of guys so far, but have not really made any sort of signings yet. Awesome. Or trades.
1: Good for them. Tampa Keep has
3: been tied to a lot of guys so far. They also have not done anything yet. Uh, although there are trade talks potentially around Austin Meadows and Tyler Glassnow What? They may be interested in trading what? either or both of them. Those are my dudes. Which well, maybe is not Meadows,
1: but Glass now. You know, I love Glass now. He's got the slutter.
3: Well, he is out all year because of Tommy John, most likely. God, Don't get rid of that guy. That guy's awesome. Which is, I think, why they may be trading him. Also, the Rays don't pay guys, so I think they're going to be up for contracts soon.
1: Hence why they have Austin Meadows and Tyler Glass now. Yes, and they traded Chris
3: Archer for them. Uh, but the Rays have been tied to Freddie Freeman, which would be huge for them to get a guy of that caliber committing to a team like Tampa, which has
1: never gotten big free agents, be, would be massive. It, it, it'd be huge. It, it'd be the it'd biggest, be a true it'd be,
3: signal of where
1: Tampa is in the sport right now. It'd be the biggest signing for Tampa since Wade Boggs, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be huge for them. and. And I think it would be really cool. I mean, I I still don't see how it happens unless Freddie says, you know what, I don't need the ultimate money. I just want to play and try to win a World Series. And I just – he's got his World Series. He's got an MVP. Unless Tampa ponies up and pays him. Which – You never know. You never know. You think you might know, but you're not not 100% sure. As as, as a fan of a small market team, yeah, it's not going to happen. And then the Yankees
3: have done things – And Rizzo, the Yankees are always, you know, top of mind from MLB offseason standpoint because they always, quote unquote, should get the top guy no matter what. Right. Or at least have a chance at them. What the Yankees have done this year is not that the Yankees have decided to get like the second or third tier guys almost intentionally. I think I think they're crying poor a little bit, which frustrates me as a fan. I think they're saying the last two years have been particularly tough on them, and they just can't afford to pay some of these guys.
1: According like to the Pirates, they can't afford to pay anyone either.
3: <laughs> Except they can't. They just don't. Um, but the Yankees made a trade that was kind of similar to the Mariners' one, completely out of left field. Yeah. They sent Gary Sanchez, hashtag I'm Gary, and Gio Urshela, who is my favorite Yankee, which is very sad.
1: He's my least favorite Yankee.
3: To the Twins for josh donaldson and the entirety of the rest of his 50 million dollar contract boy that's a lot isaiah kiner falefa who got traded to the twins from texas and uh a minor league catcher i don't know how to pronounce his name who is a lefty who may platoon is a good defensive catcher that's who they got Mm -hmm. um on the Twins side They just wanted to get out from under the Donaldson contract. I know that is the reason they
1: did this trade. And he wasn't that wildly good for them.
3: No, he's been good when Mm -hmm. not hurt, but he's been hurt a lot, which has really been the problem. He's still a good fielder. He's also a big attitude guy. He is a big attitude guy. And New
1: York might actually fit him. I I don't know if the Yankees are the best, but a big market might fit him a little better. That attitude might translate to being better at the plate, but uh, it could also blow up in his face. He is the
3: epitome of if he's on the other team you hate him, but if he's on your team you like him cuz he's a gigantic douche. AJ Pierzinski, what's up? Um so we'll see how, you know, Yankee fans feel about him over the course of the year. It was just an interesting trade because I'll go I'll put Yankee hat on for this because, you know, as a fan I was analyzing this super hard. The reason they Yankees did this trade with Minnesota is because the Yankees wanted to trade Gary Sanchez Very as so. part of a deal for Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Texas didn't want Gary Sanchez. Texas wanted Mitch Garver. So they traded Kiner Falefa to the Twins for Mitch Garver. The Twins want Gary Sanchez, hence the trade went through for this. They threw Donaldson in because they wanted the money to be off their books. Yankees did need a third baseman if they were going to trade Gio Urshela, which is why I guess they did it. And there you go. Well, and Gio can't play
1: other positions.
3: He can play short, but not as not as well. You're going Torres at short. No, they're going Torres at second. Who's at short? Kiner Falefa.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I've caught up. Yes. Um, Took me a moment. I needed to pause. There's a lot going on. Buttons are blue and they should be black. <laughs> black is blue. Blue is black.
3: So as the Yankee fan here... The way I looked at this was they upgraded defensively. Kiner Faleff is a really good in defensive infielder. He could play in multiple positions, including catcher. Uh, Donaldson and Gio were probably pretty equal in terms of fielding at third base, although I think Donaldson's metrics are a little bit better. They upgraded hitting-wise because Donaldson is a better hitter than Gio Shella, maybe not average-wise, but better power hitter. And then I guess... I don't know a lot about Conor Falefa. I guess there's a lot of hype behind him potentially. Kind of last year was his breakout. Maybe there's more to come. He kind of just seems like a utility guy to me. I don't really know. Um, And the Yankees got rid of Gary Sanchez, who I think will probably flourish outside of the New York spotlight. And then I love Gio, but he's tradable. Very much. And then they re-signed Anthony Rizzo. They were in on Freddie Freeman. They were in on Matt Olson. They didn't get either. They're not willing to part with their prospects for Matt Olson, which well, makes it, sense. It's,
1: I mean, it sounds like Oakland is fleecing everyone yeah like they're they're not losing trades they're not winning trades per se they're clearly tanking they're just getting really good prospects yeah like when they traded chapman to the blue jays they got a good haul it, i think most people are saying that's a pretty even trade Yep. and the matt Olson trade to the braves is also a pretty even trade from what i've read especially if you're going to rebuild
3: that's the same as well um so they didn't get their top two options at first, so they went back to Rizzo, who was there last year. They signed him to a short-term deal. So are they better? Probably, but marginally I, so I, far.
1: Yeah, and I think they're about the same. Yeah. I think they're about the same. Uh, I think a lot is going to... They're
3: better defensively, which is huge, because that was a massive issue last year.
1: I think the biggest thing that's going to factor into the Yankees is that pitching staff, the starters, is, you know, can, can Vizcaino... Jeez. Severino, Severino. I mean, like, God, I like have to remember all these guys. Now can Severino be healthy? You know, cause, cause that's your number two. What's Garrett Cole looking like as he's getting older
3: is Montgomery as good as he was last yep, year. I, I
1: think, I think everything lives and dies in that starting pitching. It could be Yankees like kind of mid nineties, mid late nineties when those kids were not quite who we all know their names now, but they weren't quite there. Uh, but they had starters, David Cohn, David Wells, Clemens, et cetera, et cetera. Pettit, yeah. El Duque, Pettit, things like that. This might be the new age Yankees of if if that starting pitching goes, they can figure it out as figure out the rest. Yeah. I Especially that- young kids because we still don't know Judge's full potential. We still don't know. Well, Torres, he's not young
3: either. That's the problem. But
1: we still don't know Torres's full potential. Like, And you've got guys in the minor leagues that we still don't know what they could be. This could be Chapman trying to throw back to the old days.
3: And Cashman. Or Cashman, and, um, <laughs> jeez, What is wrong with me? And uh, I think there's more to come. You've been saying it in the reports. They're uh, looking at potentially one of the A's starters, a Minaya or a And I,
1: I worry Montas and Manai are going to cost
3: too much. They might. And the Yankees are pretty uh, hesitant to trade some of their top prospects. So the AL East is going to be a meat grinder this year. Even if the Red Sox don't do anything super splashy, they still have talent. They still proved last year that they can win with this group. The Rays will be the Rays. The Blue Jays are terrifying and the Yankees are the Yankees and the Orioles suck. So um, it's going to be a meat grinder of a division. And right now, honestly, the favorite is Toronto.
1: Yeah, I, I, I the lineup is scary. I think so. And we'll see how the, again, not to keep harping on starting pitching. We'll see how starting pitching goes for Toronto. That's going to be the big thing to see. But the kids should hit, and Chapman's just going to give a little veteran presence with a lot of those kids, which is probably also why his value was so high. Uh, I think early start will be fun to talk to John in a couple weeks to see what he thinks. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I, I think Toronto is there, and like you said earlier, don't sleep on the Rays. Never sleep on the Rays. Coming up next,
3: let's catch you up on the top remaining free agents and what we have or have not heard about them. We're looking at Freddie Freeman, Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, Michael Conforto, Nick Castellanos, Jorge Soler.
0: As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run.
3: We'll get to that next. This is the Hot Corner on the Fan.
0: How powerful
3: is
1: Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.